hate Dude, you. That's awesome. That is such a good choice. <laughs> You've had so many that I've What a thanks, great pick. man. That is thanks. a really good that, choice. I thought Actually, that it might have cracked my five. That would have cracked my five. Oh man. Man, you guys fail at this list. <laughs> the top five episode this week because of the big short being in theaters and we reviewed it on our other podcast we're going to count down our top five favorite ensemble casts of all time now the stipulation that we made this week was you know there's some great casts that are going to be ignored such as we we talked about this off the air heat for example you have Pacino and De Niro and Val Kilmer and and a host of John Voight and, and a host of others, but yeah. we decided Pacino and De Niro are the main characters. And I actually looked up because I was curious. It wasn't just me. Uh, ensemble cast typically means that it's you know a big cast of characters. Nobody really is a main character. Yeah. A lot of equal screen time. Uh, and so we're going to count down our top five favorite ensemble cast this week. Any other stipulations or anything you guys want to say? Yes, I stayed away from uh, comic book movies. Good I call. stayed I away did too. from war movies Ooh, uh, as yeah. well. Uh, and about war that, movies but... even including – well, and again, I I wouldn't put Braveheart in this category even though it has a great cast because right. Mel Gibson's the main character. Main character right. yeah. But you know, I stay away from epics, for, for, for the most part epics as well. Most of my picks are you know, dramas slash comedies. Yeah. Um, Same here. Yeah. And great point about the comic book movies because you look at like Avengers. Uh, everyone's X2, in a comic I mean, book stacked. movie now. Yeah, yeah they're stacked. Yeah. So it's not even really fair yeah. to use those. Anything you'd like to add, Rachel, before we start on our list? Mm, nope. All right. Here we go. Top five favorite ensemble movies of all time. This is going to be a fun list. Jacob, you're number five. I will also say, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I will also say that, I, that the way I ranked my list, I mean, I definitely don't have my favorites you know, in order, I really try to like base my judgment off of uh, like like how many people were in it, maybe um, like really just the ensemble as a whole. Maybe not if the if the movie was great or not. Like my two and three should be flip flop, but they're not because right. I really think the ensemble in my two was far better than it in, is in three. Okay, that's and you'll understand when you when you okay. hear it. But my number five is. Quentin Tarantino's Reservoir Dogs. That's a great choice. It is yeah. a really good and at choice. first, I was like, "Well, is Mr. Orange the main character?" But when you think about, it, no, yeah. it's broken down to Mr. Wish, yeah. Mr. White, Mr. Orange, and Mr. Blonde. Yeah, yeah. they do backstories and all yeah. of them. I agree. And of course, you have the other cast members that are great, like Mr. Pink and Chris Penn as Nice Guy Eddie. Yeah. But I mean, I really think it's about all three of these characters, and that's why it's a yeah. good even keel across. It's uh, Tarantino's first, com- well, coming out movie basically. It's his first movie. Yeah, it's a, it was uh, his first, first directed movie. movie. There yes, you go. yes, he had written some things before, and uh, I mean. I mean, from what I understand, it just blew the audiences away. Oh, yeah. 1992, you have uh, Michael Madsen as Mr. Blonde, Tim Roth as Mr. Orange, and Harvey Keitel as Mr. White. Um, Steve Buscemi is in there, Lawrence Tierney, Chris Penn. There's a lot of great actors in, in this movie. For really, Quentin Tarantino. Actually, Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. But I was about to say, for really, it's kind of a small cast. But that's where it was so cool and such a such a refreshing, I don't know, I, I you would think in 92 you hadn't seen anything like this yet pop culture stylized movie with all kinds of references like that and just the dialogue was so sharp funny Mm -hmm. uh i mean brilliant in so many ways and you know he's he's only kind of gotten better but i mean i I always thought reservoir dogs was such a cool movie because they did so much with so many so little people such a small budget um and it's just purely based on acting and writing yeah hear your names Mr. Brown, Mr. White, Mr. Blonde, Mr. Blue, Mr. Orange, Mr. Pink. Why am I Mr. Pink? Because you're a faggot, all right? (laughs) Why can't we pick our own colors? No way, no way. Tried it once, it doesn't work. You get four guys all fighting over who's going to be Mr. Black. But they don't know each other, so nobody wants to back down. No way. I pick. You're Mr. Pink. Be thankful you're not Mr. Yellow. Yeah, but Mr. Brown, that's a little too close to Mr. Shit. Mr. Pink sounds like Mr. Pussy. How about if I'm Mr. Purple? I mean, that sounds good to me. I'll, I'll be Mr. Purple. You're not Mr. Purple. Some guy on some other job is Mr. Purple. You're Mr. Pink. Who cares what your name is? Yeah, that's easy for you to say. You're Mr. White. You have a cool-sounding name. 
All right, look, if it's no big deal to be Mr. Pink, you want to trade? Hey, nobody's trading with anybody. This ain't a goddamn fucking city council meeting, you know. Now listen up, Mr. Pink. There's two ways you can go on this job. My way or the highway. Now what's it gonna be, Mr. Pink? Jesus Christ, Joe, fucking forget about it. It's beneath me, you know. I'm Mr. Pink. Let's move on. I'll move on when I feel like it. It's such a good choice. Uh, you know, it's funny because Pulp Fiction kind of gets all the credit for being the big influential movie that, uh, you know, kind of changed. For indie films, you mean? For indie films and for being um, the, so dialogue-driven, pulp culture-soaked type movie. Uh, there were so many, I mean, from Guy Ritchie to, to I mean, there, there were so many different um, yeah, people example. who followed that mm-hmm. and, and kind of still to this day – Reservoir Dogs, Reservoir Dogs came first, though. Yeah. But again, we've kind of talked about other things. John Hughes could have some. Yeah, yeah, but, he could. But, this but is Tarantino's like kind of mixing, mixing John Hughes G rated, and, and this is R rated. Right. Yeah. So yeah, and and this uh, it did come before Pulp Fiction, though. But it, but again, it was kind of on a smaller scale, and Pulp Fiction kind of did a little bit better, I thought personally. And on a grander scale and was bigger and things like that. But yeah, this was like the teaser trailer of what was great to come. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Good way of putting it. Rachel, your number five favorite ensemble movie of all time. This might be surprising because I don't like classic movies, but I really like 12 Angry Men. Good choice. Oh, great sort choice. Of that is the, such great a good choice. choice. And I am surprised. I didn't and even think about it. Sort Neither of for I. the... I'm upset with myself. <laughs> High five, kind Rachel. Of, thanks. Sorry, kind of sort Rachel. of for the exact reason that Jacob liked Reservoir Dogs. What he did with actors and dialogue in in 12 Angry Men in literally just one setting yeah. is incredible. Uh, obviously not Quentin Tarantino I I just watched that for the first time this year and I just really was surprised at how well it held up I mean I've always heard that it's it's regarded as one of the best films of all time Mm -hmm. Um, and you would think that Henry Fonda would be like the main character and he he, he kind kind of is is, but but it's really an ensemble there's 11 11 other actors (laughs) in this it's just really cool how they flesh it out in one room, and uh, it's just it's a solid, solid movie. And I had just I just recently watched it as well for the first time, and I was kind of blown away because you just don't see that kind of thing now. Nope. Um, literally just twelve actors in one room, and that's it. And dialogue, and the entire movie is dialogue, and it's fascinating. And yeah. it never it's never boring. It's never it's, ever it's, boring. You would think just that one setting, but the way they break down, you know, the case and the you know the and the, the characters themselves. Yes, each individual one is so different and so interesting and you can see it from all perspectives yeah right um, and you really you found yourself in there with them really trying to make a decision one way right. or another yep it's really really good what actually happened is this the boy stayed home had another fight with his father stabbed him to death and left the house at 10 minutes after 12 he even remembered to wipe the knife clean of fingerprints now are you trying to tell me that this knife Really fell through a hole in the boy's pocket. Someone picked it up off the street, went to the boy's house, and stabbed his father with it just to test its sharpness? No, I'm just saying it's possible the boy lost his knife and that somebody else stabbed his father with a similar knife. It's just possible. Take a look at this knife. It's a very unusual knife. I've never seen one like it. Neither had the storekeeper who sold it to the boy. Aren't you asking us to accept a pretty incredible coincidence? I'm just saying a coincidence is possible. And I say it's not possible. Where did that come from? It's the same night. Where did you get it? I went out walking for a couple of hours last night. I walked through the boys' neighborhood. I bought that in a little pawn shop just two blocks from the boys' house. It cost six dollars. It's against the law to buy or sell switchblade knives. That's right. I broke the law. Listen, you pulled a real bright trick. Now, suppose you tell me what it proves. Maybe there are ten knives like that. So what? Maybe there are. Well, what does it mean? You found another knife like it. What's that, the discovery of the age or something? You mean you're asking us to believe that somebody else did the stabbing with exactly the same kind of knife? The odds are a million to one. It's possible. It seems like Henry Fonda's main character, but like you said, they kind of all get screen time. And at the time, these were really big names. Henry Fonda, Lee J. Cobb, Jack Klugman, 
uh, E.G. Marshall, yep. Jack Warden, uh, John Fielder, Ed Bagley. I forgot Jack Warden was in it. He was young. Oh, he was it. young, yeah. and he ended up becoming a big deal. Yeah. Uh, but all these guys were were big names back in the day. Um, Martin Balsam has third billing. Oh yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, I recognized uh, the name. I really well, can't tell you what well. else he did. But yeah. Um, good pick. That I was is a really say something good pick. I completely forgot. Good pick though. Yeah. I'm a little bit jealous of that one, actually. Thanks. He's pretty happy about it. My number five favorite ensemble movie of all time. I don't know if either of you have seen this. Uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Nope. But Maybe. I saw it on a lot of lists. It's it's kind of, when I think of ensemble movies, it's one of the first ones I think of because the, the cast is so huge and there's such um, so many big names. They were huge at the time. Albert Finney, Lauren Bacall, Ingrid Bergman. Lauren Bacall hey. and Ingrid Bergman were huge, like in the classic movie world. Mark <laughs> Martin Balsam, Balsam is again. Uh, uh, weird. Sean Connery is in it. Jacqueline Bisset, John Pre- uh, Pierre Cassel, John Gilgood, who is in one of my favorite movies, Arthur. Um, anyways, Anthony Perkins from Psycho oh, yeah. is in it. Vanessa Redgrave, Rachel Roberts. I mean, this cast is huge. Michael York. Those are some huge, huge names. And it's um, for those who haven't seen it. Um, these kind of movies were kind of big back in the day. It was directed by Sidney Lumet, who did Twelve I mean, Angry Men. Twelve Angry Men. <laughs> Lumet. And, and so what? Lumet. Lumet. Yes, <laughs> uh, which I should know because he did Dog Day Afternoon. <laughs> he um, has some great movies. Yeah, um, yeah, he's done some really, really big movies. Um, great director, great cast, uh, network. Uh, Before the Devil Knows You Dead. Yeah, she she just oh. mentioned he did Twelve Angry Men. Um. Anyways, the this movie, this used to be a popular kind of movie. For anybody who's seen like Clue or Murder by Death, it's this murder mystery with a cast of a lot of people. So there's all these different suspects, and it's it's really well known. I believe it's nominated for quite a few Oscars, if I remember right. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, it won Best Actress for Ingrid Bergman, Best Supporting Actress for Ingrid Bergman. Also nominated for Best Actor for Albert Finney. Uh, best writing, best cinematography, best costume design, music. Wow. So a lot of Academy Award nominations. But it's a fun movie. It's a it's a mystery drama. It's all set on this train or whatever. And there's this murder, and basically you meet all these different cast of characters, and you as an audience member trying to figure out who did it, just like Clue and those type of things. Huh. It used to be a popular kind of movie that's kind of gone away. But it's a really fun movie. That sounds right up my alley. I like yeah. it. You should. Well, I think you would really really like. You know, it. I've actually never seen Clue. Oh, you haven't? No. You should watch Clue, too. Yeah, I guess so. Now, Clue's kind of got some comedy. This, I mean, this has some comedy, too, but I'd say like Clue is like a really good mix of mystery and comedy. This is a little more awesome. serious, but I Looking think Looking forward really to watching big. this. Yeah, good, good. Jacob, your number four favorite ensemble movie of all time. All right. My number four is The Breakfast Club. Good choice. I was wondering if anybody would bring that up. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, a fun movie. I mean, again, kind of, I don't know, pop culture. Or maybe The Breakfast Club in itself is pop culture. It is. Because yeah. you've got Molly Ringwald, Emilio Estevez, Judd Nelson, uh, Ali Sheedy, and Paul, uh, no, not, and Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah. Um, I was about to say Paul Gleason, but yes, he's the principal <laughs> in it. It's just a fun movie to watch. I mean, there's so many things behind Breakfast Club that's, you know, you got these five kids who are in detention who uh, they're all different and have their own personalities and they kind of figure that out throughout the day of sitting in detention in the library. And, you know, there's some kooky parts of it and that's just kind of like where where John Hughes can hit some of that though. Yeah. Where, like when they're dancing on rails or was it, does she give uh, Molly Ringwald gives her him her earring and, you know, kind of silly things like that. But I mean, for 1980s, it works so well. I was always just a big fan of this movie. Fun movie. It's a good, solid cast where there's no one that really stands out between the other. What do you say we close that door? We can't have any kind of party. We're burning. Checking us out every few seconds. You know, the door's supposed to stay open. So what? So why don't you just shut up? There's four other people in here, you know? God, you can count. See, I knew you had to be smart to be a a wrestler. Who the hell are you to judge anybody anyway? Really? You know, Bender, you don't even count. If you disappear forever, it wouldn't make any difference. He may as well not even exist at this school. Well, I'll just run right out and join the wrestling team. <laughs> Maybe the prep club, too. Student council. No, they wouldn't take you. I'm hurt. You know why guys like you knock everything? Oh, this should be stunning. It's because you're afraid. Oh, God, 
God, you Richies are so smart. That's exactly why I'm not heavy in activities. You're a big coward. I'm in a math club. See, you're afraid that they won't take you. You don't belong, so you just have to dump all over it. Well, wouldn't have anything to do with you activities people being assholes now, would it? Well, you wouldn't know. You don't even know any of us. Well, I don't know any lepers either, but I'm not going to run out and join one of their fucking clubs. So let's watch the mouth, huh? I'm in the physics club, too. No, you know, I think my favorite personally is Judd Nelson in this, mm-hmm. uh, but I also like uh, Ali Sheedy uh, quite a bit Ali in this as well. I I like the whole. I kind of like Emilio. I do too. Yeah, it's really hard to say all that. He's well, I like him because he's like the cool jock guy, but he's actually good to like. He's kind of the best dude, and he has the biggest reason to kind of be the biggest jackass, really. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just because he's the most popular, best looking, all those things. Yeah, you know, it's. I mean, it's really kind of when I think of '80s movies, this is like classic '80s movie. It's what I right. think of. Like, I think it encompasses the '80s more than probably any other movie. As far as maybe drama comedy goes, yeah, yeah. Because when I think action, I think of a couple other ones, but yeah, yeah. I just mean like yeah. the, like the pop culture of the '80s. Like this is sure. what I think of. Any thoughts? Mo- Molly Ringwald helps with that. For yeah, sure. yeah. I haven't watched this movie since I was about ten. Really? No kidding. I don't have. You'll a lot like to it more as an adult it. than you did. Oh, I bet you would love team. it, Rich. Yeah, you would. I'll she would really it. like Ali Sheedy's character. Huh. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. How and it's so funny because you know about that. those people were so big. You know, like maybe somebody that's twenty years old right now and didn't grow up in the eighties or doesn't have a big knowledge of of celebrities of the eighties. Wouldn't realize how big these names were back then. I oh, mean, this like, is the Brat Pack. Yeah, it's the Brat Pack. Yeah. I mean, every single one of those were so big in the eighties. They made all these. I mean, between the Hughes movies and all those, I mean, they were big deals. Was Saint was Saint Elmo's Fire John Hughes? I don't think so. No. So just just know if you've never heard of the Brat Pack, you know, hopefully you have. But if you haven't, just go watch Saint Elmo's Fire because they're all in that movie. Yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> Good choice. Yeah, thank you, Rachel. Your number four favorite. Ensemble movie of all time. Now you gave us a classic. So no, I feel. Like, no, I feel like we're about to get dumbed down. But I, 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 <laughs> and no we way are. That you're gonna have which, which I was about to say. <laughs> this list I don't think is necessarily in order because after reviewing the rest of my movies, I was like, man, Twelve Angry Men probably should have been a lot higher than I had it. <laughs> I kind of. We just decided on this list. Like I don't know. 30 like five days ago yeah we've been 30 researching minutes this before. for days because we're a legit podcast so uh yeah <laughs> i just professionals i just kind of picked some and then i kind of threw them but then i was like okay i probably ranked these wrong but whatever my number four is sin city i think that's good i, I mean it sin is a good city. cast but I, personally i, I probably would have put 12 angry men in front of it i don't know 12 i mean angry they're men all doesn't good have jessica alba or uh <laughs> pole <laughs> yeah. dancing and whatnot yes exactly uh but but Sin City does, and it also has uh, Benicio del Toro. Mm-hmm. It has uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember his name. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. That's yeah. there's one. There's yeah. one there. And Mickey Rourke. Mickey, Mickey Rourke. Rourke. That was actually yeah. the one the I was trying three, to think right? of. Oh, wait, was yeah. uh, Clive Owen is a oh Clive Owen? That's yeah, fairly he's fairly big deal. Part of it. Rosario Dawson. Yeah. Don't you all love it when, my, when IMDb Duncan. doesn't like put him in order by most popular? Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> oh, and Carla. Giugiano, yeah. who is who was so hot back then. Yes, she was. She was Lucille. Josh Hartnett was in it. Rucker Hauer, Powers Booth. Hey, whoa! Nick Offerman is in it. No way. He plays Schlub. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie King. There's a lot there's a of huge eye candy. Cast. Yeah, there's a lot of eye candy in this too. Michael well, Madsen. I mean, there's a lot of eye candy for men. Oh, I forgot about Brittany Murphy. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah, so, you're right. It is us. weird. Like Brittany Murphy's like right in the middle of Priest and Bozo Number Four. Like, how does that happen? <laughs> <laughs> so, what is it about Sin City that you like so much? Um, I, I just like the movie as a whole, and the cast obviously had a lot to do with that. I I don't have anything specific to say about the cast. I did really like Mickey Rourke in this movie. Yeah, it's uh, kind of was he, his coming out. He, I was going to say know. he was kind of the standout to me above all of them, but I I think they all equally shared screen time. It definitely told everybody's different stories. Uh, but I thought Mickey Rourke was fantastic in this, and I didn't really have a lot of exposure to him before this. Yeah, he let me rephrase made it, what I said. It was his coming out before his fall to grace, as far as Mickey Rourke goes. Well, it was his comeback, really. It was his comeback. comeback yeah, a better way to put like, it. Yeah. His short-lived comeback. 
I don't know. He's yeah, yeah, the, the wrestler, wrestler and the, the Expendables. Uh, Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2. Oh, okay. He's, yeah. Yeah, he's, has he done anything? Get off Mickey Rourke's back, bro. <laughs> okay, I saw, That's the Marvel really man. In, Come he on. He was really good in The Wrestler. He was okay in yeah, Iron Oscar Man 2. And then I didn't see The Expendables because, no. No. I have no interest in it. Um, <laughs> There's an ensemble movie right there, but I just don't want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I, I like him. Uh Anyway, anybody else have any comments on that? That's hey, no, I love. I like I how it stylizes. It's just a cool looking movie. Yeah, yeah. It's, but anything it deserves more than that. Rodriguez did a good job with it. I love the uh, Sin City. It was one of my favorite movies of that year. Actually, any more comments about the cast though? Just uh, a really oh. good cast. Yeah, the, the cast is great. Uh, isn't Elijah Wood in it? I don't know. Nobody? It's just he's it's, in the. S- it's, is he? Yeah, he's he the is. yellow. Yeah, guy. He's, yeah, it's he's just so was he dominant, person? strong male figures, and then so and all the women are just eye candy in it. Such Wouldn't you agree with that? that? Oh yeah, yeah, it's great. But yeah. I mean, I mean, it's almost almost not fair in a way. But at the same time, well, you know what though? They might have gone the, with part two. The chicks are kind of the badasses in part two. Oh, see, I never saw the second yeah, one. It's okay. not nearly as good. Uh, Mickey Rourke is definitely <laughs> uh, the best character. Yeah, in the I agree movie. with that too. And uh, uh, Bruce Willis was great. Yeah, Bruce he was. Willis is always great. But yeah. uh, those definitely Mickey Rourke stood out to me. That was actually on my honorable mentions. Well, because his character was him and Elijah Wood's character were the two most, you know, comic booky kind of, you know, out of this. You know, they weren't quite like Clive Owen or or Bruce Willis. So that's why they were kind of fun to watch. I I didn't really like Elijah Wood's character, but he was interesting in that. Like, who is this person? Yeah, Yeah. he was a fascinating character, even though he was not a great character. Even though it's Elijah Wood. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we're basically getting down to. Frodo. <laughs> My number four favorite ensemble movie of all time is The Outsiders. I love this movie. I watched I'm glad it you up. included that. I love this movie. I mean, and it's it stands up. I mean, it's a really well made movie. Francis Ford Coppola directed it, of course, based off the uh, bestseller by uh, S. E. Hinton, who's from Oklahoma, and it takes place here in Oklahoma in Tulsa. Um, but check out this cast. You got C. Thomas Howell. That's a huge cast. Matt Dillon, Ralph Macchio, Patrick Swayze, Rob Lowe, Emilio Estevez, Tom Cruise, Diane Lane, Leif Garrett, um, Tom Waits. I mean, this is a huge cast. Sofia Coppola was the little girl, strangely oh, enough. Oh, wow. Um, but this was kind of like before they were stars. I didn't realize Tom Waits was in it. Hey, did you see that last part? Heather Langenkamp. Yeah. Nancy from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> Had her scenes deleted. It said she would film. That's crazy. I'm going to look into that after this show. That's interesting. I haven't seen this movie in so long. I I, I can't review it. I just remember uh, Ralph Macchio going down. Yeah, you know, and I think it qualified for this because there's really no main character in this. They really, It really is a, a true ensemble. And it's nuts, you know, because at the time, none of these guys were huge deals. And then they all became superstars. Yeah. Um, he was C. Thomas Howe because yeah. he had just come off of E.T. Right, which is funny. Yeah, he was the biggest Never deal, again. And then he ends up like, if we're reading these names to a you know somebody 20 years old, they'd be like, oh, who's that dude? All the other ones I know, they're yep. huge, huge names. Um, but it's a fun, it's it's a really cool movie. It's it's kind of like more modern day West Side Story without the music, I guess you could say. It's fun to see the the rival gangs going after each other, and I just I think you know growing up. You know, in Oklahoma, and kind of seeing the 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 fight between the Socias and the Greasers, and uh, you guys are both looking at me like well, weird. Well, I'm sitting there thinking like there were no Greasers in Oklahoma back in the you know. Well, <laughs> I, I guess what Maybe I'm saying like I grew up in small town Oklahoma, and there was definitely a divide where I came from from a kind of like the. The poor kids and the rich kids. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And so, I mean, there weren't like turf battles or anything like yeah. that. I mean, there's no fights or anything. But when I think like Greaser, I think New York New, or New Jersey. Yeah. You know? I think Oklahoma and this, I think like redneck hicks or whatever. Yeah, but in, in, in this, it was more Greaser were kind of like the the poor rebel kids. And yeah. then the socials yeah. were kind of the rich jocks or whatever. <laughs> How can I find out if this is your, your, your real red hair? Don't put it out there. If this is the same red hair that you have on you. Your, 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 these eyebrows, too. Is it? <laughs> get your feet off my chair and shut your trap. Who's gonna make me, huh? I'm gonna get a coat. Who, your boyfriend? 
Leave her alone, Dal. That's supposed to just go to some jail or something. Yeah, sure. Whatever you say, honey. You better leave us alone or I'll call the cops. Oh, my, my. You got me scared to death. What am, what am I going to do now, Pony? Huh? This girl's making me shake. Why don't you leave you, us alone? You Be nice and leave us alone. I'm never nice. Can I, uh, interest you in a Coca-Cola or a 7-Up? Get lost, Hood! Hey, I'm sorry. I didn't... I didn't know. I didn't know you had this problem with yelling in my face. It's a great movie to watch to see a bunch of actors that you love when they're young. Yeah. I mean, there's a ton of there actors is. in this when they were young. There and, is. And it's crazy. When yeah. you see Tom Cruise, it's like, oh my gosh. And it's weird. And and he has one of the smaller parts. Yeah. And uh he's kind of crazy in it. Right. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really good movie. So my number four is The Outsiders. Jacob, your number three favorite ensemble movie of all time. My number three movie, which if we were doing favorites, could be my number two. It is The Royal Tenenbaums. Now, I know Brandon's not a huge fan of this movie. I'm not, but I knew it would come up. I right. knew for sure you would you would list it. Because there really is no main character in this movie. No, but, there's not. Uh, it's directed by Wes Anderson, came out in 2001, starring Gene Hackman, Gwyneth Paltrow, Angelica Houston, Ben Stiller, Luke Wilson, Owen Wilson, Bill Murray, Danny Glover. Just a, It was just a fun movie, fun cast. Uh, it, in my opinion, it's Wes Anderson's best movie. Uh, because of the colorfulness and like the way they use pink, the way they have Gene Hackman as like this this asshole father uh, dealing with his children who all have their own kind of problems and issues. Uh, you have like the 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 strange relationship between Gwyneth Paltrow and Luke Wilson. Yeah. Um, you have Ben Stiller and his two boys character, and that kind of you know awkward weirdness that Ben Stiller can bring to the table. And then you mesh that with Gene Hackman, who's always just so you know he can be stiff and strong. But in a way, you don't really see Gene Hackman in a lot of movies where he kind of comes out of his shell as like in a, com- a comedic type role. So I think that's another reason I always was drawn so much to this movie because I am a big Gene Hackman fan. Uh, so. You know, and then combined on that, I believe that Wes Anderson wrote this movie based, uh, wrote, wrote Angelica Houston's character in this movie based off of his own mother. And so, you know, and there she shows a lot of those mother type qualities in this movie. So, you know, it was just a fun cast, fun movie, colorful movie, totally Wes Anderson, you know, theatrical in all ways. Uh, I always think it's good dialogue. And, you know, it may not be for everyone, but that's how Wes Anderson is. Um, you know, he writes for smart people. <laughs> I'm just messing. I like the Royal Tenenbaums. I just always thought it was a little overrated. Like oh, it, it, it. there's a lot of hit and miss for me. It does look beautiful. great soundtrack all, too. All those movies look and and sound beautiful. I'll I'll agree with that. To me, it's like an in between. Like I really love like Moonrise Kingdom and uh, the ones that Jacob doesn't like. Yes, yeah. I really love Moonrise Same Kingdom. Here. And, I, uh, I prefer the dysfunctional family. Where Grand you... Budapest Hotel, <laughs> and then I cu- I love Grand Budapest Hotel. Then I couldn't stand like. Uh, Life Aquatic or Darjeeling Limited. Like I didn't this, like those either. Like those this, like came in great. between for me. Like I, I kind of like this one. Yeah. But I will say that he is great with casts. Oh yeah, his, his casting's cast. fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I try to like in a lot of the movies I, I picked, even in my honorable mention, I would pick just one movie of you know several directors we can name right now have always have great casts. Yeah. So kind of piggyback what Rachel no, and, just said. and he is definitely one he's, he is he's definitely one, one that has great cast so Shoot, more uh, people agree like the Grand Budapest had a great cast oh, yeah I think you fantastic. just said that yeah or yeah. we just brought it up anyway but yeah, it had a great up. cast yeah, yeah it did but, but there was a main character I like Royal Tenenbaums sure. right right yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas Royal Tenenbaums there really is no main character uh, my number oh sorry Rachel it's alright I'm it's really excited important. about my number three <laughs> Rachel what is your number three favorite ensemble movie of all time my number three is Pulp Fiction which I think, I mean, Quentin Tarantino. I went back and forth on this. Go Tarantino ahead. is so good with his cast that I, I wouldn't be surprised if everybody had a Tarantino yeah. on their list. And and to me, Pulp Fiction was the best of yeah. his casts. Um, of course, Samuel L. Jackson, John Travolta, and uh, Bruce Willis. Also, Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken, yes. Uh, you have you Uma, Uma Thurman, Thur- Uma Thurman, Bing Rhames, Bing Rhames, yeah. yes. Uh, Tim Roth has a good role in it. Yes, yep. it is. So, uh, but anyways, fantastic cast and of course, fantastic movie. I don't know. I feel yeah. like we've talked about Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel. Uh, Mr. Wolf. Yeah, Mr. Yep. Wolf. Yep, good movie. Good I wasn't even looking at IMDb, y'all. 
Yeah, good for good you, job. Brandon. Thank you. Thank you. Now, <laughs> um, uh, just kind of like what we said on Resbrow Dogs, he just does a good job of capturing these characters and just telling that story. I mean, and this was to speaking of um, you know coming back to life. What we say about Mickey Rourke regarding John Travolta? Come back, yeah, yeah. It was John Travolta's it was. movie. Yeah, it was. And I mean, he and was huge for five to ten years after he this. was. Um, and then Battlefield Earth happened, uh, <laughs> but yeah, this is what this is what brought him back from the dead. He rose from the ashes with Pulp Fiction, and uh, I always try to call it Pulp Fiction right now. Now, and it's like one of my four favorite movies. Of He's all time. also keeping Samuel L. Jackson in business. He is. Oh, no <laughs> doubt. Um, you know what? I I went back and forth on putting this on my list. Just because I, I couldn't decide whether John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson were the main characters or if it was a true ensemble, but I think I think it qualifies. It works. I, I, I question that yeah. as well, but because yeah. Bruce Willis clearly has the same he does. screen time, yeah. and really, if you think about Uma Thurman when she has her screen time right. with John Travolta, it's pretty neutral as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 I went with it because it's clearly showing different stories. Yeah. So I feel Ving like Rain with, with Zed, Even, with Zed, baby. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, I, I think yeah. you just think of Samuel L. Jackson and John Travolta because their storyline was the best storyline, so yeah, you automatically right. go there first. But but you're right. It, it should qualify. I need to redo my list. Let's start this <laughs> podcast over. Yep. I just want you to know how sorry we are that, that things got so fucked up with us and, and Mr. Wallace. It, 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 we, we got into this thing with the best intentions, really. I never... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? I didn't mean to do that. Please, continue. You were saying something about best intentions? What's the matter? Oh, you were finished. Oh, well, allow me to retort. What does Marcellus Wallace look like? What? What country are you from? What? What? What ain't no country I ever heard of. They speak English in what? What? English, motherfucker! Do you speak it? Yes. Then you know what I'm saying. Yes. Describe what Marcellus Wallace looks like. What? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. He's black. Go on. He's bald. Does he look like a bitch? What? Does he look like a bitch? No! Then why you try to fuck him like a bitch, Brett? I didn't. Yes, you did. Yes, you did, Brett. You tried to fuck him. And Marcellus Wallace don't like to be fucked by anybody except Mrs. Wallace. Uh, my number three favorite movie ensemble of all time is I have a feeling it may come up again, but I'm not sure. L.A. Confidential. Um, and I don't want to burst any bubbles or anything like that. Uh, I know that one of my um, co-hosts has seen this movie. Uh, <laughs> this is a great, great cast. It's a I fantastic movie. It's a fantastic movie, and the cast is so, so good. Kevin Spacey, Russell Crowe, Guy Pearce, Kim Basinger, James Cromwell, Danny DeVito, uh, David Strathairn. <laughs> Stratham. That? Yeah, Stratham. Stratham. Uh, yeah. yeah, something like that. Uh, I feel like that's I'm, basically yeah, the that's gist basically. of it. There's a, a, obviously a lot of other actors who have a lot of a lot of roles in it, um, but those are your main ones. And really, the first three that you said: Kevin Spacey, Russell Crowe, and uh, um, Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. Those they're are your driving characters, characters but yeah. it, they're equally distributed throughout the movie. Absolutely. Their stories yeah. are. Yeah, they are. Um, and the movie is so 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 good. It's a ten, uh, directed by Curtis Hansen, uh, based on the very famous James Elroy novel. Well, that, it's based on the James Elroy's L.A. Quartet, and this is the third novel in the series. Jacob knows a lot more about it. <laughs> Black Dahlia was the first. He's yeah. the, the big nowhere that is the second. Seen this movie. The L.A. Confidential is yeah. the third, and then uh, White, um, White, White Jazz is the fourth. Okay. Um, Anyways, I, I won't talk about it too much because I could be wrong, but I feel like it's going to be mentioned again. Kim Basinger won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress for it. Uh, it won Best Screenplay. It was nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Cinematography, Best Art Direction, Best Sound, Best Film Editing, Best Music. Yeah, yeah, we get it. It's a good movie, Brandon. It's, it's, it's a great so movie. solid. It's such a fun watch because of the way that James Arroy writes, you know, writes the story because of how he gets behind yeah. these characters and really kind of everything that you think that gets solved just gets unearthed. Yeah. Just gets completely thrown back on your face and you have to kind of do things all over again. Yeah. And uh, I know what we, uh, 
I said that when we did our top uh, five uh, antagonists, and I didn't want to bring up the antagonists of this story. Mm-hmm. I'll just say this because this isn't spoiling anything. Rolo Tomasi. Ah, uh, yes. Yep. Yes. And and since we're talking about ensembles, um, the you're right. The three driving characters are Kevin Spacey, Russell Crowe, and Guy Pierce. And it's funny because this kicked off what were like incredible runs for Kevin Spacey and Russell Crowe. Yeah. I mean, those two guys dominated. Shoot, Guy Pierce as well, man. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they were everywhere. Kevin yeah. Spacey had already kind of hit his stride. He had. This with, is about his fourth movie. He had done like The Ref, Usual yeah. Suspects. There's seven, one more seven, seven. Yeah. and then and then he did but, LA Confidential. He was and then on he fire. did American Beauty. I mean, like oh, he yeah. was. But for Russell Crowe, this was his this coming was out Russell party. Crow's, yes, uh, and, and Guy then he Pierce's. went crazy. Uh, he, his like next decade was incredible, or at least the next eight or well, so shoot. years. Well, shoot, I mean, the next five years, it seemed like he was nominated three out of five. He was. three out of five years. Yeah, he was. It was, even, it was even a fad. Like on magazine covers, guys were wearing uh, short sleeve button up shirts. Yeah, you know, kind of like that nineteen forties fifty style like detective uh, attire. You saw it on yeah. magazines. It was kind of a quick little, you know, run. Of and it's style. cool because. Um, the three main characters are so different. Yes, they I mean, are. And and they're like you got this cocky cop and Kevin Spacey who who oh yeah who who, who does like, everything who who's, he's just about Hollywood and glamour and, yep. and being a superstar yep, selfish and then, and then Russell Crowe who's like who, the hard nose like yes he, he wants to be wants to be a good cop but he just can't get past that you know he might just be like a. a big tough guy kind yeah. of thing that isn't smart yeah you know and then you got guy pierce goody goody nerdy goody yep. goody go by the book but 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 then they but then they play so well together like the three opposing characters all fit the piece of the puzzle is so good you went around back sir miss i'm lieutenant exley i'm sorry to have to ask you this i need to know what time they left you get her to the hospital i realize this is difficult give your career a rest leave her alone a naked guy with a gun? You expect anyone to believe that? Get the fuck away from me. How's it gonna look in your report? It'll look like justice. That's what the man got. Justice. You don't know the meaning of the word, you ignorant bastard. Yeah? Well, you think it means getting your picture in the paper. Why don't you go after criminals for a change instead of cops? Stenzlin got what he deserved, and so will you. His blood's always up. But perhaps you should stay away from him altogether. How long have I been telling you to watch this, Rachel? I've been like on you about. We started watching it. I get it. This is this is uh, one of those movies that I continuously flip flop on my number five of my all time favorites. I mean, this is one about three or four that I always kind of just kind of depends on the mood that I'm in. And right now, I'm I'm ready to put it right in number five. (laughs) That's how jazzed I am about talking about LA Confidential. It's just a cool movie. It is. Jacob, your number two favorite ensemble movie of all time. Uh, my number two movie is P.T. Anderson's Magnolia. Uh, I'm going to jump in with you because my number two is P.T. Anderson's Magnolia. Oh, awesome. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Rach? I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh! oh my God. She's the worst. You know I haven't seen Magnolia, I know, and I own it. <laughs> Let me read out this cast because here's why I didn't put – Boogie Nights in front of it, or any of his other movies. Uh, after uh, there's so many people in, yeah. Magnolia. like Boogie Nights was like a good preface, like kind of. But then they put even more into Magnolia. Yeah. All right, here we go: Tom Cruise, Jason Robards, Julianne Moore, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Pat mm. Healy. Don't know who that is. Mm. Melinda Dillon, Jeremy Blackman, William H Macy, John C. Riley, uh, Felicity Huffman. Jeez. There's just a ton of actresses, and I'm sure I'm missing some some other still. Oh, Louise Guzman. Is there anyone that you I know that I haven't said? Orlando Jones. He was the kid in it. That's right. He was a little kid. Obviously, there's a ton of people in Magnolia. On top of that, it is so evenly uh, distributed to all of these actors throughout. Whether it's Tom Cruise having a scene with Jason Robards, one of the best, um, one of the best scenes or dramatic scenes I think I've ever seen. Yeah. A lot of people hate his character. That scene in itself where he confesses to Jason Robards was amazing. Yes, it was. Um, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry for you. Mm. You cock 
cocksucker, I know you can hear me. I want you to know that I hate your fucking guts. You can just fucking die, you fuck. And I hope it hurts. I fucking hope it hurts. Julianne Moore is really, really good in this too. Uh, she has a she pretty a, a great scene in the in the drugstore uh, uh, when yeah. she, she kind of loses her cool. Yeah. Um, other characters. Philip Seymour uh, Hoffman's Phillips, character. I love his he, character. I, I thought he was okay in it because he just plays the nurse of Jason Robards. Right. But I love. <laughs> but his he's character. still yeah. And, and uh, also the other one that I like a lot is uh, Michael uh, John C. Riley. Yeah. Uh, as he's playing the cop in this movie, uh, who trying to do the right thing and and you know John C. Riley, I can't tell if he's one dimensional or not. You know what I mean? Cause, well, it's cause, funny because because P. T. Anderson can cast can cast him, you know, but he's always still like just the he's nice, still lovable nice guy, and goofy, right? Lovable, yeah. Um, he is. I I don't think he has great range, but I think he's really good at what he does. Yeah. Yeah, the Willie story, Macy story is funny, is interesting, uh, but really it's 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 the Tom Cruise, Jason Robards, yes. Julianne Moore, that whole part of it, which is just becomes fascinating. And of course, if you want to talk about the movie and stuff, this has one of the biggest, weirdest, strangest uh, turn of events. Yep. About three quarters of the way through, yeah. where I remember when I watched this for the first time, I sat up in my bed and was like, "What? Yep. Am I watching?" I stopped. I, I rewound, rewound it. And I even had to look research what the heck I was watching. I had to research because it. Because I had I, no clue. I had to research it too. And then what I was, to make of it. Then I was cool with it oh, once totally. I researched it. Yeah, and I totally. thought it was awesome yep. once I researched And it kind of goes back to what it talks about in the very beginning. Like, you know, the the prologue of it all. Yes. They talk about like these crazy occurrences and, and things you wouldn't believe if you heard them in a story. But some crazy things do happen. Have you been spoiled on this, Rachel? Do you know what we're talking about? Okay, that's good. Uh, good, because because if you don't know about it, it's even better. Uh, it's just uh, uh, it was just a fascinating movie, great cast, and as always, P.T. Anderson just makes some of the best movies, yeah. the best looking movies. Yeah, uh, I mean, you see why I say Royal Tenenbaums and Magnolia could have been flipped. Yeah, absolutely. Because not Magnolia is not for everybody. No, it's not. And uh, well, a lot of people would. I think a lot of people probably hate Magnolia. I think general audiences, if you just walk into a movie theater, you're like, what the F did I just watch? Yeah. I but I think for the elitists like ourselves, it's a brilliant movie that you'll love day one day, Rachel. <laughs> yeah, I, definitely. It's like the only Philip Seymour Hoffman movie I haven't seen. Yeah. And it's probably the only P.T. Anderson movie you haven't seen. Yeah, probably so. Crazy. All right, Rachel, what is your number two favorite movie ensemble of all time? I see your Magnolia. And I raise you a wet, hot American summer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. I didn't even think of what, I am so <laughs> nice. jealous of that one. I didn't read you my And this is another movie where none of these people were really famous no. before this came out. You have Janine Garofalo, David Hyde Pierce, uh, Michael Ian Black was in it, Paul Rudd, Molly Shannon, Amy Poehler. Uh, who else am I missing? Um, Elizabeth Banks. Yes. Uh, I haven't seen it, so that, I can't help. That one guy who uh, Michael Showalter. Yep, that's yep. exactly what I was thinking. Who has didn't really do anything other than that, yeah. but then he came back and did the Netflix <laughs> yeah. series. So there's that. And well, got, there's also the guy that um, comments on all like the VH1. Michael Ian Black. Yeah, my oh, sorry, Sam. Yeah, my bad. Um, but this, I enjoyed this movie one because it's funny. 
and it's totally off the wall and you haven't really seen anything like it before but you could tell that all of these people they were really just people hanging out They're having a good time the people uh, yeah, the, the, sure. the chemistry between them it's it was just a bunch of young comedians yeah did that you were just, Molly Shannon? yes okay. that were just hanging out <laughs> at an actual camp uh but as adults so it was it's basically like an, a party and then in between they would do some work yeah <laughs> well and and you know i know we both watched the documentary and that's basically exactly how it was yeah they were just having fun and there happened to be a movie being filmed and then the all time. these people well like a good chunk of these people happen to become pretty big stars yeah it's become a cult classic too like i mean it's it's really you know when it first came out it just kind of like did nothing well, I can see office. how people well because it didn't have any names in it at the no, time. It didn't, and so that helps. But also, it's a it's a type of comedy that I don't think everybody would get. Yeah, for sure, as well. But it it has gained so much, you know, cult classic status over the years. I mean, obviously, so much so that it got a Netflix series. Right, it got a documentary made on the making of it. Oh, I was thinking maybe we could take a walk later. Maybe go out to Gunner's Pass one last time. God damn it, Katie, you're suffocating me. I'm choking, all right? Give me some breathing room. Well, I just want to spend some time with you, you know? It's our last day at camp. My butt itches. What are you talking about? Hey, we're soulmates, right? What? Yeah. Whatever, if you want. JJ, save me a waffle, man. Andy, I'm serious. Come on. I just wanted to be special. Fuck you, Dyke. Why are you being such an asshole? I gotta finish my breakfast. I love you, baby. So good talking to you. It's a, have you seen it, Jacob? No, not yet. I, uh, I only found out about this movie this year. Really? Because of the series? On this podcast. Oh, no, because of us talking. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, it's a hilarious movie. I mean, it is. Paul Rudd is fantastic. Did you mention Bradley Cooper? Oh, I didn't miss him. Yeah, Bradley Cooper I mean, was one of the biggest stars. Yeah. Yeah. I Arguably mean, the biggest star. Yeah. I mean, so <laughs> many people have become so big. After, you know, it's so funny. When this came out, probably the biggest star was Janine Garofalo. Oh, yeah. Which David is Hyde, or David, David Hyde, Hyde Pierce, Pierce. probably. Yeah, which I yeah. would see it alone now that I know that David Hyde Pierce is in it because I love him. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, yeah. And well, and you, when you think about Bradley Cooper, you probably assume that he didn't start out a comedic actor, but he actually can do comedy pretty well. Like, right. I don't think comedic actor when I see Bradley Cooper, but I think of Wedding Crashers. Actually. Well, uh, and no, the okay. hangover. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> well, I don't think of him because like, I didn't. You could have rephrased now, that, like, Rachel. I didn't more. like him as <laughs> yeah. a comedic actor. Yeah. Uh, it, but I really like him in What Hot American Summer. It's just a really good cast, and it's a lot of fun. I would agree with everything you just said, Rachel. Thanks, I, I love that pick, and I'm honestly really, really upset I didn't think of that. Uh, my number two was Magnolia. No, so yeah, nice. Now we are to Jacob's number one. Yeah, I mean it's 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 LA Confidential without th- a doubt. I thought so. And uh, I was getting so jazzed listening to you talk about it that I just couldn't even hold back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a whole lot more to say uh, that Brandon didn't say. I mean, I could talk about the movie in in length if I want to, but if we're talking about the cast, I think we kind of already said our piece. Right. Yeah. Um, it is just it is such a great movie, and I encourage anyone who likes mysteries, uh, you know. Oh, kind yeah. of like a twisted plot line. I mean, there's there's a lot of it's rated R, so there's a lot of um, there's not it's not really graphic. No, there's violence, but there, it's not violence. That graphic. Uh, there's some good there's some good good violence in it, you know. And <laughs> as in like, uh, no, you know, it, it's it's funny. tough, but it's not too much in a right. way. I mean, it's just a solid solid movie. And uh, anyone who hasn't seen it, I encourage watch it. Yeah, it's it's Justin. I'm talking to you, buddy. <laughs> oh, he's, yeah, he's had buddy. my he's had my DVD for two years, and he will not watch it. Dude, I have a buddy. And he listens I, to every podcast, so I'm talking you to you, buddy. Oh, Justin, you have to watch this movie. <laughs> you have to watch this movie. Uh, I have a buddy that borrowed season one of The Wire like three years ago and still hasn't watched it or returned it. Yeah. He had my Don't be heat. like him, Justin. Justin had my Heat, my LA Confidential, and my Color of Money, and it's taken him three years to casually watch all of them i got heat back within about six months to a year did he like, like it that. oh yeah he liked it well yeah yeah i think he did he finish color of money i don't know if he finished color of money and then he said he just hasn't he just it's like one of those things where you know it's good or you keep hearing so much about it but you won't watch it like me telling y'all to watch bone tomahawk and you just won't watch it and now that i told you to watch I it you know watch I'm, it. i wanted to watch that movie a lot generally <laughs> I, really I don't see brandon Early enough to invest in a movie. We watch a show 
That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's about it. Yeah, we have a show relationship more so than a <laughs> we movie don't want to commit to a movie relationship. Yeah. <laughs> that's too much time. Thirty minutes to an hour. That's about all we want to devote spending time together. Well, James Elroy, the writer, is, is a twisted guy. I mean, a lot of his books are really graphic, right. and um, he. I think a lot of it's a product that uh, his mother was killed when he was when he was young. And that's what became him fascinated really? with murder mysteries. Yeah, it was an unsolved murder, I believe. Whoa. Um, and he's just kind of a weird guy. But, boy, he can write good dialogue and some pretty jacked up stories. Like, if the the Black Dahlia book is one of the best books I've ever read. Is it really? But the movie was terrible. It's one of the best books I've ever read. I love <laughs> I love James Elroy's novels. Anyway, LA Confidential. You should Jacob, watch it. I think that's a great choice. Thank you. I'm pretty <laughs> stoked about it. <laughs> Rachel, I have no idea what your number one is going to be. What is your number one favorite ensemble movie of all time? If it meets the requirements, and I believe that it does, it might also be your number one. I don't know. Glengarry Glen Ross. Whoa! We did not discuss this beforehand. Yes, Glengarry Glen Ross Woo! is my number one. It it's all my honorable mentions. It, it absolutely meets the requirements. I mean, I mean, you could argue, I guess, I think Jack it's another Lemon. thing where you have your characters that you like and you kind of think of them as the right. main characters, but really everybody has... The same amount of screen time. Yeah, absolutely. I'll let you talk first since it's in No, first. I feel like you have probably more to say about it, but we'll go through the cat. Al Pacino, Jack Lemon, Alec Baldwin, Alan Arkin, uh, Ed Harris, Kevin Spacey, Bruce Altman, um, Jonathan Price. Jonathan Price. Anybody? And, th- and that's pretty much it. But I mean, that's a pretty huge cast. It's, it's, a, it's some a heavy fantastic. hitters in yeah. there. It's a great, great I'll cast. I'll just say personally, I think it's Alec, Alec Baldwin's best role of all time. Easily. Uh, yeah. Easily. Yeah. yeah. They get the picture. You're laughing now. You've got leads. Mitch and Murray paid good money. Get their names to sell them. You can't close the leads you're given. You can't close shit. You are shit. Hit the bricks, pal, and beat it, because you are going out. The leads are weak. The leads are weak. The fucking leads are weak. You're weak. I've been in this business 15 years. What's your name? Fuck you. That's my name. You know why, mister? Because you drove a Hyundai to get here tonight. I drove an $80,000 BMW. That's my name. And your name is your wanting. And you can't play in the man's game. You can't close them. Then go home and tell your wife your troubles. Because only one thing counts in this life. Get them to sign on the line which is dotted. You hear me, you fucking faggots? A, B, C. A, always B, B, C, closing. Always be closing. Always be closing. And he's had some good some good roles. And I mean, I would include 30, 30 Rock, Rock in that yeah. as well. But he, and what's so funny is he is in one single scene. <laughs> but yep. it's so good. It's, it's such a good scene. But it's it's an all timer. Like it is an all timer movie scene. Uh, I mean, I could quote that whole thing to you. He is so good. And when I and think about like, the movie, that is one of like the main scenes that I think of. There's like yeah. three scenes that I think of, and that's one of them. I mean, it's become so iconic. I mean, like they parried it on SNL. Yeah. I mean, like it's it's such a huge scene. Yeah. And if, if it's funny because we talked about. We reviewed The Big Short, and we talked about how it was kind of a boring subject, and they made it really entertaining. You know, this is about real estate salesmen. Well, I'll ask you, can you actually explain what the movie is? It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah. And so. It's um, it's a David Mamet play. It was based on a play that he I wrote. knew that. And you can see it because it totally can takes place like a play. in two or three settings the yeah. entire yeah. time. An office, a restaurant, and kind of a car, basically. Um, but it's... This is a movie. Oh, well, you want to know what it's about? It's basically about um, these real estate salesmen who are kind of down on their luck, except for Al Pacino's character, Ricky Roma. Um, and basically, they're given some new leads, or some new leads come into the office, but only the guys who sell well and they have like a night to close on some sales will get the good leads. And then there's this whole thing um, somebody steals the leads. And they're trying to figure out who steals the leads. So it's drama. It's kind of a mystery. Um, but for me, this movie is so great because if you just want to watch, I love, I'm a sucker for great acting and great dialogue. 
And that's all this movie is. It's like take some incredible actors and give them a great screenplay and just watch them go. And that's what this movie is. I really love Jack Lemmon in this. That's what I was going to say. I, yeah. that's, he was one of the ones I remember the most and outside I, of Al, Alec Baldwin scene. And Al Pacino is amazing as well, of course. Yeah. But, but Jack Lemmon is such a... I, I don't have any relationship at, with him outside of this, really. I've seen a few of his movies. But him in this movie, he's just... You feel so much for this character. Um, he he was Alec Baldwin, Jack Lemmon, and Al Pacino are the three that really stand out to me. Yeah. In this well, movie. and I, and I would think most people would say that uh, Ed Harris is really good too. I really like um, Alan Arkin is Kevin really good. Spacey. Kevin Spacey is really good. Is he kind of the he jerk was, in the office? He was the office manager. Manager, okay. And and he is like he gets reamed for <laughs> a screw up, basically. Right. Yeah. Uh, by Al Pacino, but he gets green by really pretty much everybody in the office. <laughs> and he's a stickler for the rules, but he may or may not sell the leads for a certain price. So he's kind of shady, but kind of a guy that goes by the rules. Uh, so he's kind of in this gray area. I mean, Al Pacino got nominated for an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor, but you could have also nominated Jack Lemmon easily. Oh, totally. Uh, if, let, if Alec Baldwin... Let me ask you a question about Jack Lemmon real quick, Rachel. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to name four movies three movies maybe four of his and then let me see how many of these that you've watched um the room no you no. mean the apartment the apartment i was like yeah. <laughs> i'd never heard of that but the apartment okay. i already messed it up uh, uh no. jfk no grumpy old men yes okay <laughs> you knew i was gonna say yes to that <laughs> classic, I think classic just three, not dumb four. comedy <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. nope nope yep he's he's such a i love jack lemon he's, he's so he, fun to watch on the screen he is he just seems like a sweet old guy. He does. And, and even in the apartment he's he's hilarious in it. Well, and that's what's so great about his character in Glengarry Glenn Ross and and you see, he's the one that by far gets your most sympathy oh, yeah. as an audience member. You know, cuz these are real estate guys. Most of them have dirty mouths and they're kind of like cutthroat and all those things. I and mean, especially Ricky Roma and uh, Ed Harris's character. Those as you would guys, expect. Yeah, those two guys in particular are really really cutthroat. Uh, and then the heart of the movie really comes from Jack Lemmon and Alan Arkin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those two guys are kind of the sweet guys of the group. But Jack Lemmon does have some cutthroat in him. He's a salesman. He's a salesman. But it's an interesting thing because, you know, we he's all naive. think of – He's naive. You kind of always think of salesman as, as kind of greasy, kind of like scheming, kind he of He's a real gentleman. Like he was – and you root for him, and you want him to sell. Like and you're like, well, I probably wouldn't buy it, but, but I mean, I hope somebody does. Yeah, like you're being really <laughs> annoying. Yes, but like, and you're kind of like lying, what... and because he's because he's kind of playing a part, right? And and he's kind of being annoying and lying, but you. But he's so sweet, and he really like he really needs it. He really needs the sales. This is his life. It's his life, and his daughter has got some sort of operation, right. or some sort of medical thing, and so like there's more than line for him. For the other guys, that's a job. And for, then you for got him, this. And then you got Al Pacino, this jackass. Yeah, he's basically so, that's just rolling around with his <laughs> nice car and his gold well, watch. Well, maybe. I mean, well, he's going to win the Cadillac if Kevin that's Spacey. True. He just cost you six thousand dollars and a Cadillac. What are you going to do about it, <laughs> asshole? <laughs> uh, that whole scene's fantastic. Uh, it's just it's such a good cast and it's such a good movie. Yeah, I love it so much. One of my favorites of all time. I always tell people if if you want to see great actors and great screenplay, just watch this because that's all this movie is. And uh, and yeah, I mean, obviously I'm a big Pacino fan, but he he really shines there. You know, but the, his bond with with Jack Lemmon's character is really cool because he is kind of like the cocky jackass. He's right. he's making all kinds of sales and he doesn't care or whatever. But he does bond with the that's Jack true. Lemmon character, um, and I really like their relationship a lot. Uh, if anybody has been afraid to watch this because it's about real estate salesmen, don't because it's fantastic. It's really about people. It's really about yeah. the characters. Yeah. Jacob, some honorable mentions. Well, there's not very many because, you know, when we first started doing this, our, we were doing casts, and so I had to throw it a lot out the window. <laughs> um, I have, I think the most obvious pick here that we didn't have, none of us had, was Ocean's Eleven. Um, and for me, it's the the two uh, thousands versions, really all three. Yeah, because uh, I've never seen the original. <laughs> but yeah, the two thousand one and so on. But that was always just a fun group. Oh, yeah. of, you know, fun movies, fast movies, good music, uh, kind of a cool little you know 
cool little movie. Uh, the Usual Suspects is another one. I, uh, because, you know, even though I would say that Gabriel Burns is the main character. Main character yeah. but, but, I mean, the other the other four as well. So you have Kevin Spacey, Chad, um, Chad. Benicia Del Toro, yeah. Kevin Pollock, and um, the other Baldwin brother. Stephen. <laughs> Stephen Baldwin. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just a, a great movie. Uh, it's always been referred to as one of the best twists in cinema. Yeah. So, you know, if you haven't seen Usual Suspects, and I won't spoil anything else. It's just a great movie, great watch. Um, I did write down Crash. Um, I know a lot of people were really upset that it won Best Picture. Yeah, um, it was a good movie. But though. I always liked it. And in fact, the scene—that's what introduced me to um, Don Cheadle. No, no, the Spanish actor, Luis Guzman. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Benicio del Toro. Oh no, he's not even in it. <laughs> yeah, he's on the cover of the of the poster. Oh. I don't want to say it and be wrong. Pena. Yes, Michael Pena. Michael Pena. So anyway, it introduced yes. me to Michael Pena and that scene where, you know, he thinks his daughter daughter got shot. I oh, mean, I that yeah. was a tearjerker. But yes. you know, there are some over dramatizations that are going on, but it is a huge cast and there's definitely no one person who's your star star yep, actor. That's in. true. Um it touches on a lot of um, you know, prejudices and and things like that so I, I i liked it i enjoyed it for what it was i didn't have a problem like a lot of people seem to have had with it i'm glad you brought it up because it does it's it's probably the most crapped on best picture winner there is besides shakespeare in love right, uh, but right. i i i, I thought it was a it good well. movie i yeah. didn't think it was best picture but i thought it was a good movie yeah yeah um i have two more here i have uh, the departed um because yeah, really, Jack Nicholson, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Matt Dillon, oh, Damon all have pretty equal yeah, screen time. Yeah, they That's do. You know, and you have another Alec Guinness great role. Yeah, and really, I think the guy who stole the show was um, was Mark Wahlberg's character. Yeah, he was. Um, but just a good, solid movie with a, with. You know, I only I only named four or five actors just now, but there's about it's 15 loaded. more that you it's can throw into. Yeah. Oh, it's a Martin Scorsese movie, so what do you expect? And the last one is The Magnificent Seven. Good choice. It came out in the 1960s starring Yul Brynner, Steve McQueen, Charles Bronson, Eli Wallach, Robert Vaughn, James Coburn. Yeah. I mean, it, it had a ton of actors. And it was always a fun watch for me as a kid growing up. Yeah. I still watch it from time to time. It's one of the few old westerns I continuously go back to and watch. It's not the best, but... I, I always I always liked it. Yeah. Good choice. Gil Brennan was cool in it. I didn't even consider that one, but now that you say it, that's yeah. a that's a really, really good choice. Rachel, some of your honorable mentions. I don't know if this is count Dazed and Confused. I hate Dude, you. That's awesome. That is such a good <laughs> choice. You've had so many that I've What a Thanks, great man. Pick. That is Thanks. a really good that, choice. I thought Actually, that it may have cracked my five. That would have cracked my five. Oh man. Man, you guys fail at this list. Especially you, Brandon. There's been three that you're like, ah. Oh. Yeah, like there are three of my favorite yeah. movies. <laughs> well, we Days and Confused. Like six through ten or yeah. something. Days and Confused, all my honorable mentions, and also The Help. Oh, yeah, The Help would be an ensemble. Yeah. yeah. And it, that was it, a good movie. It was a great it, movie. Um, Helped a lot of these newer actor actresses merge. Yeah, good call. Well, yeah, really but good I mean, between wow. Justin Chastain. Uh, you know, that's a really good point. Most of the movies that we've Ryan said Davis. today, there weren't a lot of strong female, multiple female actresses in it. And The Help is a great example of yeah. pretty much only female. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to say anything like movie four main characters, or things like that. They're all but really well known now, call. but they weren't at the time. And they were all fantastic. They earned it. I'm not, I don't generally like uh, really female led movies. I just don't. Uh, But The Help, I really love The Help, and every single one of these actresses was was great. Uh, I guess, I mean, had Viola Davis done anything else? I know this was Uh, her big breakup. She she really did. She she was. Doubt. Oh, that's right. That's right. That was her breakout to like critics. And this was her breakout to, to like the general, general public, right? And then Jessica, Jessica Chastain, who's still becoming bigger and bigger. Yeah, uh, Octavia Spencer mm-hmm. was big for her. Emma Stone, people kind of knew. Emma just kind of come out, but... Uh, but this was a big deal for her. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this was like the one that, like, this was her first one that wasn't like a kind of teen right, comedy type right. movie. I felt like this was, was kind of Jessica it. Chastain's. I think it was movie. a breakout for sure. Yeah, um, she did one more right before it. I don't have it in front of me. I'll find it in a sec, but. Um, Good, good, good pick. Yeah, that's a really good choice. Man, my list rules this week. Yeah, you actually, yeah, you, <laughs> you've surprised and impressed us. Thank you. It's about time. <laughs> you surprised us by impressing us. 
Uh, actually, my honorable mentions are just going to be all the movies from Rachel and Jacob's list that I didn't think of <laughs> to include, including Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Wet Hot American Summer, Sin City, um, and uh, The Help. But I would like to and mention... Dazed and oh, and Dazed and Confused. <laughs> Days and confused. That's an awesome. Uh, two that weren't <laughs> mentioned though that I do want to mention: uh, Traffic. Yeah, uh, that was a good movie. I saw that. Traffic was a good movie, and and in my head, I kind of get Traffic and Crash confused a lot. I do too, actually. Uh, just because they're the, not the same movie. T- no, but, not but, the um, same movie at all. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, one word titles, both highly nominated for Oscars, uh, both about you know vehicles or whatever. Both <laughs> big ensemble casts. I mean, not I mean traffic is so not about vehicles. No, no, I mean like the word itself. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, That's what I was thinking too. I was like, no, I mean, think not of, really. Nope, missed on that one. <laughs> uh, so traffic had a great ensemble, and this is a goofy one, but it does have a great ensemble cast, and it's a fun movie. Mars Attacks. Have you either of you seen yeah. Mars Attacks? I turned it off. I actually liked Mars Attacks quite a bit when it came out. It was a fun movie. It was And fun. the cast is great. I mean, it's got a Jack, lot of people in it that are big. <laughs> Jack, Nicholson, Jack Nicholson, Glenn Close. Glenn Close, Michael J. Fox. Um, I mean, uh, there's Pierce probably Pierce Brosnan. Two. Yes, Pierce. Continue. Because I I can't Sarah remember. Jessica Parker. Yeah. Her too. Yeah. I don't know. There's about 15 people in it. Anyways. Yeah. Danny DeVito. Yes. By the way, that sure. Jessica Chastain movie, we came up the same year as The Help was uh, Tree of Life. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. There you go. That is our Pulp Fiction top five favorite ensemble movies and uh, honorable mentions. I do want to mention we are going to have another podcast down the road, uh, our favorite movie casts of all time, because that will be a completely separate list. There are some movies that I think we sure. all thought of that were great casts, but there's definitely a particular you know main character or two, um, but that will be a list for another time. Thank you for listening to Pulp Fiction.